0: Knows? Hello, hello everybody. Happy Monday. It is April 13th, 2020. The year we all thought was going to be our year. <laughs> 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 I was going to be bold. Remember, my my word was bold and I forget what the other one was I'd come up with too.
4: I mean, you are bold. You're doing the show 4 days a week.
0: I am bold. I am continuing to be bold. I'm sniffing a blossom from my orange tree right now to keep me happy. Ah. <sighs> Honestly, it makes me so happy to sniff my orange blossoms. I literally take the deepest breath in and I inhale its goodness and it makes me happy anyhow. Thank you guys for joining us here. When you know better, you get better. Our quote of the day. The pessimist complains about the wind. The optimist expects it to change. The leader adjusts the sails. And that's by John Maxwell. And that is a fantastic quote, Jeffrey Graham.
2: I'm getting there. I'm finally learning.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, I think, uh, I think that is the, the point, right? We kind of have to be malleable and we have to, we have to shapeshift. <laughs> we got to do what we got to do. Um, and, uh, and today's guest is going to be talking about how she is being malleable in these tough times. We have Sophia Amoruso, who's going to be joining us. You know, her as the, uh, girl boss, entrepreneur, New York times, bestselling author, et cetera, et cetera. We've had her on the show before and we've had amazing conversations. So I expect this to be just as good, if not better. Um, she's always real, which I love and appreciate. Um, we're also going to have Michelle Hagan on. She is the CMO of tax act. And they are um, an amazing company that's doing something really cool that I love. I love win-wins. And so when it's holiday time, I always say give a gift that also gives back so that you can feel good about what you're doing. And so this is one of those things where if you do your taxes before April 15th with TaxAct.com, they will donate 10 meals to Feeding America. And their goal is to feed 10 million people, which I think is really admirable. And Feeding America has been on my radar forever because of Tony Robbins and the incredible work he does feeding people there. So we're going to be chatting with her about how to get your taxes done and do some good at the same time. Right? Jeff, have you done Absolutely. your taxes? Absolutely.
2: I got to say, Maria, this was a morning of like the energy of live production. Nothing <laughs> is more fun to me as a producer than like 15 minutes, like we have a new segment and like credit to you, credit to Michelle um we as make it what happen in live, we adjusted we, the sales we adjusted the sales and it was really fun I um I think for anyone who you know wonders what live production is like if you want to work in live production you kind of have to embrace sometimes the last minute flexibility and I love that I know yeah. uh, To your credit Maria not everyone who manages a show or leads a show is as calm and like clear with directions as you are in those times. Oh, thank and you. I don't know, we did it. It was fun this morning.
0: Well, listen, I do nothing. You guys do everything. I just show up. So, <laughs> thanks thanks to a great team I can oh, show up and then go nap after. <laughs> Anyhow, um yeah, I think have you guys done your taxes yet?
4: No, so I still need to.
0: So, hey,
4: I might have, have to tax. Use Act. This. Yeah.
0: You can donate 10 meals. Well, they'll donate 10 meals on your behalf and then your behalf. So 20 more people will be fed. And by the way, this is a really critical time because Feeding America has always been a very important organization. But now you're seeing millions and millions of people um, unemployed and having to figure out how they're going to feed their families. And so I think, um, I think uh, it's really important. In fact, I just got a text before the show started, and I, I guess I should share it with you guys um, because... It it was really kind of, it hit me. So my neighbor um, sent me this and it was from his daughter's boyfriend's father. He is a manager for a Ralph's. And he said, I manage a grocery store. Here are some things everyone should know. One, I don't have toilet paper. Two, I don't have sanitizer. Three, I run out of milk, eggs, and meat daily. I promise if it's not on the shelf, it's not hidden in the corner of a back room. Those are the predictable ones. Here are the real things. I have been doing this for 43 years. I did not forget how to order product. I did not cause the warehouse to be out of product. I schedule as much help as I have, including many TMs working tons of overtime to help you. I'm sorry. There are lines at the checkout lanes. Now for the really important stuff. My team puts themselves in harm's way every day. So you can buy groceries. My team works tirelessly to get product on the floor for you to buy. My team is exhausted. My team is scared of getting sick. My team is human and do not possess an antivirus. They are in just as much danger as you are, arguably more, but they show up to work every day just so you can buy groceries. My team is tired. My team is underappreciated. My team is exposed to more people who are potentially infected in one hour than most of you will in a week, medical community excluded. And thank you for all that you do. Of course, my team is abused all day by customers who have no idea how ignorant they are. My team disinfects every surface possible every day, just so you can come in and grab a wipe from the dispenser, wipe the handle and throw the used wipe into the cart or on the ground and leave it there. So my team can throw it in the trash for you later. My team wonders if you wash your reusable bags that you force us to touch that are clearly dirty and have more germs on them than our shopping carts do. My team... My team more than earns their breaks, lunches, and days off, and if that means you have to wait longer, I'm sorry. The last thing I was, will say is this. The next time you are in a grocery store, please pause and think about what you are saying and how you are treating the people you encounter. They are the reason you are able to buy toilet paper, sanitizer, milk, eggs, and meat. If the store you go to is out of an item, maybe find the neighbor or friend that bought enough for a year. <laughs> oh boy, there are hundreds of them. And ask them to spare one or two because they caused the problem to begin with oof and lastly please thank the people who helped you they don't come to work they don't have to come to work ay 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 harsh but true
4: guys right yeah it's, yeah it's
2: convicting you know yeah in a good way
4: I mean, we did have somebody from our house go to the grocery store the other day because we we needed to get some stuff.
0: When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom,
4: eggs and the paper stuff yeah they said they have everything but like people are still just buying out the toilet paper and buying out all that kind of stuff
0: i know it's crazy it's also um you can't get lysol anywhere Mm. anywhere i've searched online in every store every you can't get lysol wipes or anything like that period anymore And, and i'm really thinking about getting some chickens truthfully
4: like some actual chickens actual chickens you know max would rip them to shreds this is true Good like, point. they would not survive three hours. Well, that thought lasted about five seconds. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Max would be
4: the chicken Grim Reaper.
0: He would be. Oh, no, but maybe he would be friends with him. He can be gentle. Jeff, is Max
4: friends with you yet? Not yet, but I'm working on it.
2: <laughs> I will say he responded to his name, Rhea, I told you. I, I know. The thing is, I, I see Max's soul because he's protecting his mom. He's doing mm-hmm. his job. But the other day, uh, Max and I had a An encounter. encounter. <laughs> and he was running at me, and I said his name, and I saw his eyes change from like I need to protect. Wait, to don't
0: like- alert people that that could be a potential way to stop right. my
4: my psycho dog. Well, people You're don't right. know that Max his name's is not actually psycho not psycho Max. Well, this is true. Yeah, his name's actually not Max. It's not Max,
0: but you know they'll have to. It was take a great moment. Though I saw his soul. <laughs> my son has a soul. Um, I will say also, guys, um, I did the project I've been waiting to do this entire quarantine time. I finally attacked this weekend, and I went crazy. I organized and cleaned the laundry room, the kitchen, every cabinet. I dehoarded everything. Things just add up, right? I had about a thousand serving platters. From you know, we have always had a lot of big parties, so somehow they just get accumulated. And, and no s-
4: lazy Susan. And no Lazy Susan.
0: Yeah, I don't have a Lazy Susan. I have everything but a Lazy Susan. And so um, anyhow, I went crazy. Thank God my dad was here because I couldn't have done it without him. So he was helping me. But it was wild to see how much stuff like we had like a closet where all of our appliances were. And it was just like the shit that was in there that should not have been in there. It was really a hoarder's paradise. It was pretty disgusting. So I felt really good about myself. And then I thought of an idea for, um, to not have to wipe everything down that comes in from the supermarket or to lessen it a little bit because it is a pain in the butt. So I had a lot of jars from like some soups and stuff that I've, I've gotten and I took them and I took, peeled off the labels and I created new labels and I put a lot of the dry goods in there, like walnuts and sunflower seeds and a lot of the things that we like. So now when I come, you know, I get my groceries, I can open the package and just pour it in and throw it away, not have to wipe the package down. And also it's such a more organized situation in the cabinets. It looks prettier and nicer. Um, and it will be a lot neater and cleaner. So I went to town. I reorganized everything,
4: How long do you give it till it's disorganized again? No, it won't. No?
0: No. No, because the problem was we just had too much stuff. And so I de-hoarded the stuff. And I think that, you know, we all have problems with that, right? Especially if you grew up poor, you are like, oh no, but that microwave still works. Okay, so it's going to sit in the laundry room forever? What are we doing with it? We don't need it, right? So you would just, you have, I
4: know I have that problem because I'm, you know... I have that problem with things that I think will be valuable one day. That too. Like, I don't hold on to the clutter. Like, I I could care less about furniture and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I'm moving to a new place. It's too much effort. Just leave it. I'm going to buy new stuff. Yeah, I I just, that's that's how I act. But, like, (laughs) with video games or things like that or, like, comics or something like that, I'm like, you know, this, like, game from 1993, it's worth $3 online. But, like, in 40 years, it might be worth something.
0: yeah i I have hoarder tendencies because I come from a family of hoarders, and because we grew up poor you you place such value on things you're like well that that could be worth something or Well, what if our microwave dies? Then we'll have another one back here. And you just can't live like that.
4: Well, for our house, Kevin uh, was like, we need to figure we need to get rid of anything that's not bolted down just to clear the place Mm -hmm. out. Because if we're going to be there for so long, Mm -hmm. you want to be nice. Doesn't it feel better? Yeah. But also, like, I just like while I was throwing stuff out and going through everything, I'm like. Ooh, but like, what if, what if we get into like a home alone situation and I need to like MacGyver, some stuff together to like make booby traps. Like this would work perfect for that. Ooh, this, (laughs) this third fan, like I could make, like, I could take the motor out of this and Mm -hmm. make something. If we end up in an apocalypse situation, I could use this motor. (laughs) I think the same way sometimes I really do.
0: And then I have to fight that tendency and get rid of it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it was, it felt so good but I went like a little too far yesterday and my body is so tired. <laughs> my physical body is just like cooked, cooked. But there was so much many... workout
2: though. That's yeah. how whenever I like really, really go to town cleaning, like uh, yeah. on all fours, scrubbing under things, cleaning, and I'm sore the next day, I'm like, well, the way I need to view this is not only is my place in better shape, but like I got a workout, right? You burned some calories.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I did. And so I'm really proud of myself. I'm really happy. I took my whole family on a tour. I'm like, hey everybody, the tour starts in two minutes. Would you like to see the new house that we, you know, we have? And so we started taking my mom and dad and Kevin on the tour. And my dad goes, my I'm the one who helped you and I said yes Dad. this is where I start to say my thanks to everyone so I said I'd love to thank uh, Mr. Constantinos Menounos for his contributions without him this would not have been possible and he started laughing (laughs) because he was like my right hand running everything (laughs) either to storage or to the donate pile whatever it was Um, you know like I got so many flowers between my mom's surgery and my surgery I mean It was really insane. There's probably about, like, 400 vases. Jesus. Like, no joke. It's crazy. And they were accumulating on top of cabinetry in the laundry
4: area. But, like, if if we lose water, you can put them on the roof and collect the rainwater. Like, those are going to come in handy. This is so true. (laughs) No, you know what I was going to do? I had been told
0: by a security expert to break the glass and attach it to the tops of the walls. Oh, yeah. People do that. But bad i don't like that for my animals because i feel like squirrels will hurt their little fingers so i decided that when this coronavirus is over i will call a local florist who will need a little bit of help and i will donate all of the vases to them so that Hmm. they can you know not have to pay for about 400 vases wow
2: i love that that's dope
0: right I dig it. Because at first I was just going to throw them away. I'm like, just get rid of them, Maria. Just throw them away. And I'm like, no, they're valuable to somebody. And especially where people are suffering and trying to get their businesses back. Like, that'd be kind of cool, right? Yeah.
4: It's a win-win.
2: You get rid of your stuff and
4: they win. But, but you, should, like, you should, like, do something with them. Like, sign them or, like, engrave something on them and then, like, wait 10 years and see how many you can randomly find throughout the world. That's a
0: lot of work, Stephen. Yeah, but like you're thirty years <laughs> from now,
4: you'll be at a Goodwill store. You'll pick one up and be like, hey. "You know what? I
0: could do. I could put a little sticker at the bottom, you know, from Maria. Right? And then we can we can ask people like, if you find one, you get another prize. <laughs>
4: right? Do something. I know.
0: Yeah. I um I have a couple more closets I'm gonna go through over these next like because we're quarantined until May fifteenth, and I I do believe that the president is going to end this very soon. Maybe even before then. Um, I'm just feeling the vibes. He sent out a tweet yesterday saying, Governors, get ready. Big things are coming. Like, you know, prepare your states and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, oh, it's going to happen sooner than later. Because we're all going to have to wear masks anyway. The thing that confuses me is that they first said that the masks don't make a difference. But now they make a difference.
4: Right? (laughs) Right. Yeah, I mean they make a difference. It's just so there's so many masks that don't do what need to be done.
0: Okay, but how do I know if I have masks that do what need to be done?
4: So an easy an easy test of it is to take a spray bottle and try to spray a mist through the mask. Oh. Like you want you want a mask that stops the moisture in your breath from escaping it. Right? So there's lots of <clears throat> there's lots of TikTok videos out there of people like testing masks. There's like different levels of the masks you can buy. And the easiest way is to like spray through it and see if the mist goes through it. Okay. Cause you want your breath to be caught in it. The okay. whole point is to prevent the moisture with all the virus. If you have it to escape.
0: Got it. Yeah. Um, the conspiracy theories are crazy. Like I got, um, I won't say who it was, but somebody sent Kevin this whole thing about like, you know, something's really fishy. Did you get that one? Something's really fishy. Wuhan, you know, is so close to Beijing and Shanghai and yet they're fine. And, you know, Italy and Europe is so far away and yet they're all suffering and something is fishy. And then it would be another statistic. And and I'm like, but Beijing is shut down and all these places are shut down too.
4: (laughs) Something's fishy. We're getting wrong information. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I mean, who would have thought? It's so crazy.
0: Like, I mean, listen, I'm never going to not consider that something could have been done in any situation like you have to always think about could there have been another side to this that we're not looking at you know um but i mean come on at least have some facts straight
4: i mean i think the other side to this is like it's not as bad as it could have been like Here. to be per- anywhere to be perfectly honest like if you're going to have a global pandemic like the fact that a million people have not died from this, and we have way, a much larger population than when mm-hmm. we had the Black Plague. We have much larger density of population. Like, It's, it's not the worst-case scenario by any means. Oh, for
0: sure. We're already seeing that the numbers they were expecting for us were not even at, like, 20 percent. Mm-hmm. of They were saying 100 to 150 to 200,000 people were going to die in this country this week and last week. How many are we at now? I
4: think we hit 22,000.
0: Okay. so I mean, models
4: are only as good as the data that are put into them.
0: Totally. So, I mean, listen, we don't want anybody to pass. And actually, a photographer that I know, um, unfortunately, just passed. It was so horrible to read. I mean, it's it's devastating what people are going through. But it does appear that the social distancing and the stay-at-home orders have made a huge difference, which is something... um, you know, to be to be let's say, um, grateful for. In the meantime, um, our thoughts and prayers are with everyone who suffered another devastating hit yesterday in Texas, Mississippi, Kentucky, um, I think it was West Virginia, Alabama, Georgia, everybody. I mean, it was uh these deadly tornadoes that um did it hit all of those states,
2: Yeah, Georgia, Louisiana, a little bit of Texas, and it's moving north. We probably won't have tornadoes in the north. They're still like, going? Well, the storm system, and the worst part oh. is really heavy storms and winds are supposed to hit New York. Come on. <laughs> it's the last thing they need, I know.
0: It's unbelievable. It really like is. I saw that last night, and I'm like, this is unbelievable. Um, So there's that. Um, un- unreal. Unreal. But um we're we're hoping for the best and hopefully this will fizzle out and not hurt anybody more. Uh, in the meantime, we have a great guest today that um I'm excited to chat with. She's a New York Times bestselling author, she's an entrepreneur, she is um a podcast host and founder of Girl Boss, a media company that aims to connect strong, curious and ambition women and redefine success. Oh, that's so interesting. We get to talk about that actually. Um, Sophia, how are you?
3: Hi, good. How are you? Good morning.
0: What's, um, I got to get to this actually. I'm going to circle this. So I can remember to go back to that, but what, what's been going on? How are you?
3: I'm good. I've been drinking a lot of coffee. Me and- too. <laughs> to order coffee and it's just like how much coffee is too much coffee and how late is too late to drink coffee and I don't know I kind of feel like drinking it at bedtime but I'm not I'm not doing that wait so
0: is it does it make any sense to you that we are drinking more coffee now when we don't have to leave our homes than we did before I had three coffees the other day that was like a record
3: yeah I think I'm having two or three pretty much every day um I mean, I'm getting stuff done, but I'm not just, I'm just not moving around as much, but my brain still requires coffee. I'm working.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, I'm, I'm forcing myself to get my 10,000 steps a day and it somehow doesn't seem really hard. I don't know why. Um, I, I don't
3: know. Right now, aren't you? You're walking under that.
0: It's exactly right. Can you imagine? (laughs) Yeah. We had, um, Harley Pasternak on the show like two weeks ago. And every time I have somebody on, they inspire some action in my life. So it's good. Um, so he was like, yeah, just get your, your steps in. I'm like, Oh shit. I forgot about my Fitbit. So I put the Fitbit back on. And then I've been like super focused on, on getting that movement because I was eating like a pig. I have the most intense sugar cravings I've ever had in my life. I don't know if you're feeling like that, too.
3: Oh, yeah, I ate a sheet of brownies. So
0: <laughs> you know what I did? I ordered from Amazon, and I, I didn't really pay attention to the quantity, but it just it showed up, and it was like a box full of Gear Deli, um, dark chocolate, salted whatever bars, and it's like maybe 20 of them or something, and I'm eating one at night like it's nothing. I've never it's been years since I could eat like an entire chocolate bar. Like it would be a big deal for me. And now this is like one that you're not supposed to eat by yourself. It's like a large, large chocolate bar. It's not like a Hershey bar, like the single serving. So yeah, it's been bad.
3: I was going to ask you, you know, of all people, Maria Menounos is going to be the one who's like really zenning out and eating all the right stuff. And she's really got it figured out. And so it's really <laughs> refreshing to hear that you're scarfing chocolate bars. At- bedtime like Like
0: an animal but I am trying so I think it's because I'm doing pretty well throughout the day as the evening approaches and Kevin and I are like finding our way to each other and then he brings out the frozen pizza honey what do you want to eat pizza the next night honey what do you want to eat pizza honey what are you thinking tonight should we do some like eggplant or some pizza and so it's been you know that's where it goes bad. (laughs) I'm gonna blame him.
3: Yeah, our freezer broke, which is, the I mean, it's never broken before of all the times to have all your frozen food thaw. And like, I mean, it was like a lot of like pasture raised meats, like expensive
0: stuff. No,
3: and all thawed. And so we cooked as much as possible in one day. And it's just we can't, we can't just like too much to eat. So We've been trying to get through like a bunch of pork tenderloins and some chicken breasts and basically just shredding everything and mixing it with barbecue sauce and making a sloppy joe or tossing it on a pizza, anything you can do with shredded tacos. What
0: about like your stuff. neighbors? Don't you have neighbors you can like give some stuff to put in a freezer for you?
3: Are you friendly with neighbors there? Think about that. Yeah, we are friendly with neighbors.
0: Yeah, like we've got like a coalition over here.
3: I know. ask I your neighbors if it. you can store just- some stuff. Freaking out with, you know, frozen stuff melting everywhere.
0: Yeah, because you can't find a freezer now, I bet, huh?
3: We're gonna have it fixed, but it's been like a week. We're waiting for a part. I
0: right? have a small one if you want. Oh yeah? Yeah.
3: Wheel it over.
0: Yeah, it's actually it's it's actually pretty mobile. I can get it to you.
3: Okay. All right. We'll talk about it. All right.
0: Off uh, uh, air. Off uh, air. We'll make that happen. Um yeah, I think It's, it's a, it's been a really crazy time for everybody. And I, and I wonder how you've been handling it. I've, I was riding like the roller coaster in the beginning and now I'm trying to stay away from the news and I'm back to like really meditating every day. Um, I'm doing the six minute meditation now that I think you would really like. Um, It's from Ariana Huffington's sister Agape, and it's called awakening your joy. And I'm going to send you the link to it and i will put the link in the episode of this um in the summary of this episode too and it's the most joyful meditation like i feel so alive after i do it she she just has a way and so i've been doing that and um and taking probably like one good nap a day um and allowing that and there was something that you were saying to um my producer that i thought was really cool was to give yourself permission to not be, you know, total like killing it crusher at this moment in time. And I said that on the show, I think last week, um, after we had Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote eat, pray, love, um, on the show, she was talking about a permission slip for something else. And I'm like, you know, I kind of feel like we need a permission slip to not have to be so, so productive and, and I want to know how you came to that too, because it's interesting that we're both arriving there.
3: Yeah. It's easy to turn this time into workaholism. It's just easy to get sucked into the rabbit hole that is your computer and your inbox. And you know, I'm lucky to have an inbox that's filling up because that means I'm employed right now, which a lot of people aren't. But I'm also seeing stuff on social media. Like if you don't come out of this with a side hustle or new knowledge, you never lacked time. You lack discipline. And it's like, I don't think that judging how people like how much people get done during a global pandemic when their loved ones are possibly dying and they're losing their jobs means that everybody has to make lemonade out of it. Mm. Um, I think it's very much a privilege to make lemonade out of it. We're all doing our best to for me making lemonade is just like regressing into a teenager and eating whatever I want. You know, I'm not turning it into, you know, this, this amazing, my house has not become a spa yet. (laughs) Um, I think that that pressure to be productive and be like wow you know we've always wondered what it would be like if we had a month off you know and none of us really have a month off Mm -hmm. and I'm very envious of the people who seem like they do who are making TikTok videos all day and doing like their workout videos live on like Instagram and like I don't know maybe I'll get there and regret saying this but for now it's just like wow I I still don't have the time for that and i certainly don't have the, the emotional kind of, it was enough just getting dressed for you this morning, Maria.
0: Yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, I, I think that everybody's dealing with it in a different way, right? So there are the cooped up celebrities who are wanting to continue to entertain. And so that's them. And then there's people like me who need a good laugh here or there so like I'll pop on with my parents and do like a stupid something or other so that we can laugh um but at the same time I I yeah I feel like it's I I'm I have a lot of mixed feelings about all of it right because there's so many people suffering and you know, you don't want to feel like you have to suffer because everyone else is suffering. Um, But you want to be respectful and you want to be mindful of it all. And so it's, it's, it's a tough line, I feel like.
3: Yeah, it's tough watching like Jimmy Kimmel and SNL even just because, you know, there's only you can only be so funny and so lighthearted right now. And it seems like a struggle for everybody who's going live to just, you know, as much as we all just want to be super jovial, it's like it's pretty insensitive not to, even if we have that in us to just bring that through. You know, what is a really difficult time for all of us, um, but we all have to temper. You know, what it is that we want to do, or even what's natural for us, with you know what's what's right right now, and you know what this climate is.
0: To do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz-free, up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way. T H E O U A I dot com and enter the promo code Heal Squad for 15% off any product. That's the way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Yeah, I wonder too, like, I think it is definitely rare. I mean, you know, there's there's everybody's like, I'm so bored. I'm so bored. And I'm like, how are you bored? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. Um, but you know, we also have companies that we're trying to keep afloat. So for us, there's we're trying to keep staff employed. And trying to do that in this, you know, climate is really, really hard. So maybe even if it isn't as much work as we think it is it's a lot of emotional work, right?
3: Absolutely. Um, As leaders, you know, everybody's worried about ourselves right now. Like everybody's worried about our personal lives and those of us who have room to give um, should be doing it. And I think a lot of us are as a leader, even if I'm thinking about my life and my future, and oh my gosh, what if everything that could go wrong goes wrong? You know, that's happening for a lot of people. What does my future look like as a leader you're not, you really kind of can't, you kind of have to delay that and think about your team first, as hard as it is, um, because our, our nature is really to think about ourselves first and that's okay. Um, but I've, you know, I've been really transparent with our team. It's been a lot of back and forth with, you know, I sold the company, Girl Boss at the end of last year. I'm just as involved, um, but going back and forth with our owners. And we really have like three customers or, you know, three audiences or three, we report to three things and one of them is our community and doing right by them. You know, the next is the business itself and keeping the business afloat. And you know, it's tough because no individual, um, no loyalty to any individual in the company doing the right thing for the teams. we're very much trying to do that. But at the same time, sometimes tough decisions are what's right for the longevity of the business. Yeah. Which means sometimes there are no sacred cows, which is a really scary kind of, um, kind of sounds like psycho thing to have to consider. Um, and then of course there's our team. Um, and I've been the leader, you know, I've in the past where things get tough at nasty gal who is so selfish that I don't want other people, I don't want my team, even though there may be layoffs. If people are asking if there are, you know, might be layoffs, the person who says, no, 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 no. Just to selfishly make sure that like my team sticks around, you know, cause I need them to. And, you know, this, everything's been ripped wide open. Everything is possible right now. And you kind of have, people have to hear that Um, because when, when people are shocked, when you make tough decisions, that's, what's really unfair. Um, So taking your team along with you, letting them know, you know, what milestones need to be hit or what the status of our loan is. So we've applied for um, both the paycheck protection program loan and, Um, the disaster relief expansion loan and like where we are in that process. And it's much easier to just be transparent with people and tell them what's up than have to sugarcoat things or make something up or give people half truth. That being said, you know, it's easier to communicate final things. It's much easier to communicate. This is the decision that's been made. This is what's happening, but we're all living in a really ambiguous time. And it's actually a lot more work and a lot more work emotionally to communicate the nuances of all of the variables that could be happening at any given time Mm with what the future of our business looks like, which are changing minute by minute, which is frustrating enough for us, but really frustrating, I know, to be on the receiving end of when, you know, you're, when you're impacted by it as an employee.
0: Do you think it's easier to lay somebody off now, as opposed to before this, because they kind of expect it could happen?
3: I don't ever want to say that it's easier to lay anybody off um, because no matter what the circumstances are, somebody's losing their job. And it's putting their livelihood into jeopardy. Um, you don't know how much money people have saved. You don't know how much their rent is. You don't know if their family's sick. Uh, some people send you know, money to their parents and support their parents. And um, I think you know, I think being laid off and, you know, and laying anybody off are like just as, you know, brutal, um, whatever the circumstances are. What's great is that there is, you know, we're we're been we've been given incentives as employers to keep everybody on the payroll. So the Paycheck Protection Program um, is provided for employers who have under 500 employees, that pays if you apply for it, and they should be coming through pretty quickly. We're waiting on this. You apply through your bank, through your business bank. Uh, you, it covers headcount, it covers benefits for an eight-week period, and it's forgivable. I was going government. to ask you
0: that if it was forgivable because yeah. I haven't figured that part out yeah. yet for us.
3: So it's keeping your team employed for free, right? A lot of our revenue has been, you know, affected by this, and keeping the lights on is really expensive when you don't have as much revenue coming in. So the government has put that together, and then if the worst happens, right? If we lose our jobs, um, unemployment is is they've widened, you know, what the requirements are to apply for unemployment, and that affects. You know, that includes gig workers and freelancers and people who typically wouldn't be able to apply for unemployment. And on top of what you qualify for in regular unemployment, everyone who's on unemployment right now is getting an additional $600 a week on top of their unemployment. Oh, no so, way. Yeah, the government is putting forward a lot of money to really help buoy the economy and help those of us who become unemployed through this Um, Which is, you know, which is, I think, really going to help, you know, knowing, you know, everyone knowing that there is a backstop of some kind, hopefully coming from the government, whether for our uh, businesses and payrolls or for um, individuals um, who are, you know, put in the, the toughest position there is right now.
0: Wow. So the Paycheck Protection Program is the forgivable Loan yeah. right, and what about the disaster relief expansion loan?
3: Yeah, so that is um, something that businesses can apply for. I don't remember what the interest rate is, it's a pretty typical loan, it's not forgivable. So, you're taking a loan on, you're taking debt on, but at the very least, it hopefully will allow you to keep the lights on. And that covers everything that's you know, hopefully, you get the PPP um, loan, and then this is to pay down any invoices that you have, things like rent and utilities, things like, you know, we subscribe to different things like project management platforms and Slack, and we pay for those those tools. And those are things that the Payroll Protection Program won't cover. Um, So there's all these other costs of doing business, which all of us should be, you know, trimming down and in our personal lives or personal business, you know, cutting as many costs as possible. But there are certain things that are required to keep the lights on. Um, in addition to headcount and benefits, uh, which is what the disaster relief expansion loan is for.
0: Got it. You've got this all figured out. Kevin's been working on it like crazy. I yeah. was like, I, I can't, my head will explode. I've been handling like You have an
3: amazing VP of finance, right? And oh yeah. A lot of, you know, a lot of support. So I didn't I don't know. I wouldn't have known
0: how to fill out that. I've been handling like trying to figure out personal finances and, you know, the like how long this could go and making sure um, that I have all of that figured out, which is um, which is crazy because you have to really start thinking worst case scenario. It's like when. When will be we be able to work again and, um, and figuring out, you know, loans and stuff like that to, to get through and make sure you're safe? Um, you know, for me, mm-hmm. I take care of my parents and we've got medical situations and stuff. So I'm like, I got to make sure I'm thinking like 12 months at least ahead for all of yeah. that.
3: I mean, speaking engagements. There's a lot of things that people like you and I do that actually make up the bulk of our income. Where the stuff that people see—that's, mm-hmm. you know, the stuff on camera—may not be the main thing for us. I don't, I don't know your situation, but it's all those little things that add up. And I can't go speak at events now. Yeah. Um, brand partnerships are how Girlboss, you know, supports our. It is that's really our our only revenue stream. And brands are their dollars. They're taking their dollars out of the game. They don't know how to talk about their product in the midst of a pandemic it's super you know it's advertising is kind of tone deaf um unless you're really really careful about it so all those dollars are going away which is you know it's affecting any kind of media business and then for those of us who are also talent um it also affects us in ways that i think everyone else probably isn't privy to
0: yeah for sure. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's tough. It was, it was funny. Kevin was saying something the other day when I told him you were coming on the show and he's like, she's going to be fine. No matter what she's built her brand, her name is worth money, no matter what happens at the end of the day. And, and I agree obviously. Um, but yeah. it's still scary. And it's, I think so many things are going to change. So when you start thinking about And, you know, maybe it's at night with a glass of wine when you shift out of the coffee. Um, Do you think about how the media landscape is going to... As a first-time mom of the baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. (laughs) <laughs> bonus wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving so on top of all that they keep me feeling satisfied i'm energized while i'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today minus the sweet chili To change and what do you think
3: wow i mean the majority of our revenue is in experiential which is like events and we can't hold events for the foreseeable future. We're not, we don't sell banners and boxes and, you know, banner ads, and that's not what we do. We really create community. We do that online and offline, but largely offline when it comes to our brand partnerships. So I think the experiential space is going to change for a really, really long time. And you're going to see both experiential agencies and, you know, businesses that are, um, you know, media companies that rely on experiential to be really, really affected by this. And it's not just going to affect those companies individually, but we're going to see, you know, every one of these conferences, every one of these festivals, like a whole world of like an ecosystem that is an industry of sorts is going to go away for a while for the most part. Um, pivoting to digital is challenging, right? There are some big, big digital players, um, Brands can already spend money online much more efficiently and um, in a more targeted way on Google or Facebook than they can uh, with any media company. And so they're already putting dollars there. Um, I mean, hopefully what comes out of it is a lot more in terms of the content, a lot more value. You know, I think we've been entertaining ourselves on a short-term like drip and gratification of a lot of things that, maybe don't really matter Um, and the world is having a much more substantial conversation right now um, and kind of wising up to our responsibilities, especially those of us who have a platform uh, to be using that platform and even after this pandemic, I think that's something that viewers will will be wanting, um, that people will have a craving for in ways that they may not have um, as much uh, prior to today.
0: I agree. I agree, and I wonder, are you thinking about how how you're going to shift your business until live business comes back? And what yeah, are you absolutely. what are you thinking about that?
3: And we actually, we girl boss kicked off something today, uh, which no is way, our version, yeah, it's our version of the girl boss rally, um, and it's called the girl boss guide to now. And we have hours, dozens of hours. I mean, I think like eighty hours of uh, content from the girl boss rally. Uh, from, you know, you spoke at our conference, yeah. so videos, beautiful videos of in- incredible thought leaders who have spoken at the five conferences that we've held. Uh, we're releasing that video. We haven't released it in the past, and there's a lot of resources there about getting jobs and resume building and all the things that some some of us who may be impacted by, um, you know, it, career-wise in uh, in this time can depend on, and also, you know, wellness, we're unearthing episodes of girl boss radio my podcast that talk about the varieties of things that people need to hear right now we're programming original content we're putting you know resume templates and e-guides out there so this is both through our newsletter and through our social channels um, at girl boss that we're really we're really jamming on bringing forward all the incredible content that some of which we've already put out, some of which we're programming now in real time and then the incredible archives that we've been sitting on. So, it's really exciting the team threw it together pretty quickly and they're doing an amazing job.
0: I love it. I saw you guys posted a clip of um me speaking with you that that day at the rally and I was saying something like, you know, the only thing that's important is your health and your family and everything I was saying is basically what's happening now and what people are starting to realize because I've had I had this epiphany after surgery and I kept saying, how do I get people to understand this without having to have brain surgery? Well, although we have a pandemic and now I think everyone's starting to see like, what is really important? What, how much do we really need? Right. Yeah.
3: And people go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, people ask every day. The first question you have to ask people is how are you, you know, not like, how are you good? It's like, no, really, how are you? Um, and while, you know, many of us might've said like, yeah, family health, those are the things that really matter. Cause that's stuff that we just say right now, how are you? The answer to that question is if you, if you're healthy and your family's healthy and you can feed yourself and you have like a house right now, as uh, that's as good as it gets and everything else is gravy, you know? Yeah. So if I have those things, like I am great in yeah. the grand scheme
0: of things. Yeah, um, and that's what was interesting when I, I saw the intro for you, and it said that you're a company that aims to connect strong, curious, and ambitious women and redefine success. I've been talking about redefining success for the last three years because I thought it was so important for people to realize, again, that your health and the health and, and of your loved ones is the most important thing. And then, you know, your, you know, Love and and your sanity and your overall overall well being is the most important. And if we had, if we could just redefine what success is, because you know Instagram and social media have really skewed the perception of success so wildly that no one's ever going to feel good about their state and their current situation, because they're always seeing someone with more and, and, and winning. winning, Exactly. Rather than saying, okay, exactly what you said. I'm healthy. My family's healthy. I have a roof over my head. I can feed our family. And you know what? We're okay for now. Like now let me take that out of the pandemic. You can pay your bills you can go on a vacation a year. You have a car that works and takes you to work and is reliable. Um, you have a job. and I have, three poodles. I have three poodles. You have three poodles.
3: You want to meet one? Oh,
0: yes. Scratching, scratching hey, Sophia, you door. know I'm obsessed with poodles, right? No. Oh, my God. Well, I have two. I have a Bichon poodle mix. I have a poodle. I've had a million poodles now at this point. I had a standard oh. poodle. I had a miniature poodle
3: grew up with poodles i love poodles They're like little humans this oh is my donna. god is that a party that... poodle yeah she's a party poodle see see I don't which know means like, like about. partial black and white like p-a-r-t-i not but she does party she gets down
0: donna, donna. is her name really donna
3: yeah donna donna bummer
0: die i she's... love her she's oh my god sweet. see that's it. That's all you need in life. Like I tell Kevin, I, the other day we were in bed and I said, Kevin, if I was to recount the greatest days of my life, like the happiest, greatest days of my life, it would be when I got my babies. It would be Mm. when I got my first dog, baby. I would be when I got my second dog, Benjamin, Noel, Apollo, Athena, and then in these guys, like, I I literally was like, those were the days that gave me the most joy. And then I added on our wedding. And what are those moments about? It's love and happiness. And that's the most important thing. So that's why I do really believe so much um, in, in redefining success, because it's, it's so important and so needed. Like, I remember I kept having this vision <clears throat> of a man on a, in a rocking chair on a porch, somewhere like on a, on a farm. And I was like, I got to find that person because I feel like they're content. They're not looking at Instagram. They're not thinking, Oh, I need those shoes. I need that bag. I need this vacation. I need that. This person on the rocking chair, this mythical figure that I've created in my head, that person is happy. And that's why I do, I go outside and I inhale my blossoms every single day And when there aren't blossoms, I revel in the lemons and the oranges, whatever it is. I try to stay connected to nature because nature makes me happy. Animals make me happy. And my family, of course, makes me happy.
3: That's it. Look at your poodle. Look at Donna. I mean, anybody who's happy to see you, like genuinely happy to see you, like anybody who loves you, it's like, there's only a few people in the world who love you the way your family loves you. Mm -hmm. And I think the way probably poodles love you. And, you know, every day I wake up and I, you know... Uh, and greet these guys or every day when I come home when I used to leave my house like they greet me like they just met me <laughs> Like every day they're like oh my gosh I love you I forgot about you or you know nice to meet you and yep. they're just little carpet fairies and they're just like dancing on their hind legs like hello 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 and um I don't I mean I just don't think there's anything better so highly recommend poodles yep Um uh, therapeutic little 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 angels
0: how are you handling the grooming without groomers right now because winnie is so big and bushy she needs a grooming so bad
3: <laughs> yeah they um i <clears throat> i gave them a really ugly haircut recently so it's just growing out like she has like really short ears like a cut <laughs> oh cut yeah short. i gave her a little bob um but we we washed him in the sink last week and blew them dry with a little blow dryer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I clean off their feet when they come in from outside and I wipe their butt sometimes. Yep. Um, but that there's a whole nother thing that I well, clipping the toenails. And then one other thing is what the vets do that I don't really know how to do and I'm not sure I'm going to do it. So they'll probably oh, have really long no. toenails when this is all said and done. They
0: need their anal glands done. Is that what you're saying?
3: <laughs> that, yeah, no, yeah, I'm not doing that.
0: Yeah, that's hard.
3: I watched a YouTube video. I was like, "I'm not doing that." Yeah, it's like, really, really that? hard. You have you tried?
0: Um, yes, yes.
3: Yeah, I should. I mean, yeah. I'm like a good. I want to be a good parent. mom.
0: I know Benjamin had um anal gland issues, and so I used to try, but then I hired a vet tech to come to the house and do them once a month. And so well, all of them were ailing at that point. So it was really a great investment. I'd have someone come over for an hour. Baby needed fluids every day for her kidneys. And, you know, Benny needed his anal glands done and he needed fluids at some point. And so
3: God. Geriatric poodles.
0: Yeah. Well, those were Bijans. I had uh Noelle was my first poodle. She ended up being quadriplegic. Um, I had a standard poodle named Athena, and now I have Winchenza, Winnie um, my poo dill. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: I love it. Oh my God. We have to have a poodle date when this is all over and we can oh, actually be near each other. Your
3: yard, that like beautiful, just sea of grass. I
0: know they have fun in it. I love it. It's so fun to like watch them run around and, and play
3: pure joy.
0: It is. And so I wonder, um, oh, I wonder so many things. What, um, what do you miss most about life? And what do you not miss now that we're in a new situation?
3: Gosh. You don't miss like hugging strangers, like hello and goodbye. Uh-huh. I don't want to hug people I care about, but like it's such a social norm to just like hug people.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Like I think hugs should be kind of meaningful. It's like so weird. And I sound like such a misanthrope, but um, just some of the like social niceties that I think will go away um, I'm like not super bummed about, um, that's like such a weird thing. Um, I didn't really eat out a lot. There's a lot of things that kind of haven't changed. Cause I cooked at home a lot. You know, I came home from work. Like I didn't go to business dinners. Like I've done that part of my career. Um, so, you know, I'm just chilling now. And then the part that I, the part that I really love or the part that I don't want to change. I mean, honestly, I love working from home Um, we have an awesome office and I miss seeing my team in person every day. And it's very different seeing everyone in person every day, but at the same time, I think we're all, you know, some of, some of us are just introverts and a little more productive. And I think to a certain extent, I do my best work remotely. Um, so that is what it is. But I mean, I'm in a tiny guest bedroom with like a ring light teetering over a weird file cabinet and like, (laughs) I really tried to clean up the background for you here, but I'm shoved into like about you know, four foot desk that, um, you know, sitting next to a bed.
0: But you have Donna, so it doesn't matter.
3: I have Donna and she lays on. Look at her. Do you see her
0: head? You guys just melting onto her shoulder. I want to die. That's the poodle melt. Oh my God. I love her. You know, I, um, I've been really enjoying that this has pushed me to go back to cooking. I used to love cooking and Um, I've been really enjoying cooking and I've really enjoyed being home. And like you said earlier, it is a privilege, right? It's, it's, you know, obviously for us, it's a privilege to still be able to work and, um, and be able to do those things. And I recognize that, but I really do. I love not having obligations and I've (laughs) de-obligated my life so much as you and I've spoken so many times, but you know, there's still more than enough, even when you de-obligate and it's, it's so nice to just be home and, you know, spend quality time with my family. And, um, yeah, I, I am going to miss all of that. (laughs) And hopefully things, what I'm hoping is that this zoom situation stays because I used to try to get people to Zoom and do meetings like that. And I was successful maybe like 40% of the time. And when they would engage, they would love it. They're like, wow, I didn't have to like do anything. I'm just on a computer doing this meeting virtually. I really hope that that lasts because I don't like checking into buildings, getting, giving your ID, getting a pass, all of that stuff. Just and driving an hour across town to get to that meeting. And you know, it, it's just it's all so much.
3: Yeah, in Los Angeles, just kidding. <laughs> For one place, you can have one meeting a day if you're driving like anywhere, you know, that's not near your home. In New York, you can have eight meetings a day. And here it's like I can get a lot more done from from home rather than driving an hour to Santa Monica from my office.
0: Yeah. So I hope that changes. Um You know, you did say something on Instagram that I wanted to ask you too about the coronavirus being the great equalizer in business. Tell me what you meant by that.
3: I think in business it is to a certain extent. I certainly don't think it is in our personal lives. I do think that pretty much all of our businesses are equally impacted regardless of how much, you know, cash our company has in the bank. Um, We're all having to make really, really tough decisions because, you know, my friends who have co-working, you know, businesses and my friends who are in travel, it's like, they're just, they're, they're just burned, their leases are burning holes in their mm-hmm. business. Like their money's flying out of their pockets. Um, so I think, you know, I think even those of us who have been like seen as like entrepreneur stars and like winning, you know, are just as affected, um, maybe not as affected personally, economically, but our businesses are certainly, um, as affected as a lot of small businesses that you you know, may not think we, we would be as yeah. affected. So, um, you know, we've come together. I'm on a, a WeChat, is it WeChat Ch- channel, um, just for people who are in the experiential business, just to have events and those are my friends who have like beautiful you know permanent experiential spaces that are like entering the world and people who have their own like best festivals and conferences and you know what's coming out of it is <laughs> we're all lost for the most yeah. part we're not solving a ton of problems on WeChat but um, at the very least it's nice to know that we're in it together.
0: I love that. I wonder um, what advice do you have for especially young women who are in a situation where they've been laid off and their career is kind of maybe going to not be able to move forward in that place. Like you said, there are so many different businesses that are going to take a hit for a long time. What advice do you have for them? Is it something where you would suggest they pivot into something else temporarily or...
3: Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of skills that can pivot into different industries um, that are maybe not the exact like domain that you're working in, but the skills that you've gathered can, can work in a different type of business. There's still businesses hiring, right? I was just on LinkedIn yesterday because I was curious and there's still a fair amount of jobs being posted. Um, I think the way you pos- position yourself when you're applying for something is really important. I think. Um, cover letters are extremely important, and they might seem kind of dated, but uh, they mean a lot to me because I want to hear you express why you're really right for this role, especially if you're not an obvious shoe in. Um, and I think a lot of people are probably going to start freelancing and working—you know, working as individuals. There's a lot of almost everybody who's left, um, you know, girl boss over the course of the three years that uh, you know since the business started has gone into freelancing like girlboss has been a great springboard for them to build their own small business but mostly just their own like individual sole proprietor freelancing either as a writer or a designer um, or social media and you know they you once you gain enough expertise you have tools that uh, can be in demand even when uh, the you know the economy is going through a rough patch
0: yeah i think we're all going to be reinventing ourselves in a lot of ways yeah hope so yeah for the better more poodles better for all of us
3: we're better together
0: we are better together um and any way that i can be helpful to you in this time um you know we're all i always say we're we're all here to help each other and so if we can um share resources or whatever to keep each other afloat whatever you you need i mean we've Moved all of our after shows over to Zoom shows, and we were lucky enough to, Stephen being a great leader with us, um, we switched gears very quickly. um, And so we've been continuing to um, produce almost all of our after shows, right, Stephen?
4: More than before. Oh, perfect. Yeah, more More than before.
0: Oh, good. Well, there we go. Um, So, anyhow, if we can be helpful in any way, because I know at least you have your podcasting and stuff if there's anything we can do let me know
3: cool thank you so much of course
0: and we should talk we should talk after the show there was something else we said at the beginning oh
3: Oh, the freezer freezer.
0: (laughs) we'll talk freezers we'll talk poodles um and I guess I always ask this at the end of the show and maybe there's something new you're doing what is one thing you're doing to get better during quarantine time
3: Hmm. Taking baths, just like taking time to treat my house like, you know, I don't know why I have to pay to go to a hotel or on vacation to, you know, put on a face mask or treat myself. And I think that's something we can all do in our homes in the tiniest ways that often we convince ourselves we don't have time for. And that can be as simple as a sheet mask. Um, I'm really enjoying a candlelit bath.
0: I love it. Yeah. I love my baths too. <laughs> all right, Sophia, thank you so much as always. Um, we are going to put um, stuff in the links because I know you have the network, the LinkedIn for women. So we'll put all of this in the summary for um, for everyone. And thank you, of course, for all the information on the, um, you know, paycheck protection program and all of that, because I know I'm going to rush up after this and be like, Kevin, is that what you're doing? <laughs> yeah sure hope he is
3: great cool thank you so much for having me it's so nice to see your face and we'll talk freezers after this yes yes i will zoom chat you and you'll probably
0: be in your pajamas at that point
3: <laughs> yeah yeah i only got dressed for you <laughs> um,
2: And i'm gonna hop in quickly too and let the fans know who are listening you guys will be on air again today at 5 p.m oh, pacific good point live
3: good point um, oh yeah Yes, yeah. I will keep my clothes on. That is correct. We, yes, <laughs> that, we, you're stuck with me. I am russo. we're going to be talking um, all over again. It'll be a different conversation. and I'm excited to chat with you on the gram.
0: Yes. All right. So five o'clock Pacific, right? Mm-hmm. Good. Good going, Jeff. I like the plug. All right. Sophia, I'll, I'll talk to you at five. Job thank you so much all right you guys um one last um chat we're gonna have today and that is with michelle hagan she is the cmo of tax act um do we have her on the line we should yeah i've been texting she said she's standing by so we can bring her on Stephen. let's do it um i want to meet her poodles sophia's poodles oh so sweet michelle are you there
1: yeah,
2: I'm
0: here. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you doing?
0: I'm good, thank you. I am excited to chat about Tax Act and what you guys are doing with Feeding America. I was telling everyone earlier uh that I love companies um that do things like this, you know, giving back especially, you know, usually it's at the holidays. I love buying something I know that is going to give back, but this is a very, um, a very difficult time we're all living through. And so the fact that you guys are offering this while people already have to pay their taxes is, is such a win-win. So tell us a little bit about Tax Act um, and, and why should people use Tax Act?
1: Yeah, so we're, um, we've been around for about 20 years and we're the number three player in the space. But that gives us a lot of latitude because we're, we're very agile and we can do things that most larger companies can't. This is a great example of that. And we had to get really creative about what we really stood for in the beginning. So we're not, we don't start with the technology, we start with people. And so our mission, like when we started doing research about what do people really need when it comes to taxes? We all have to do them. Who does it on their own? Who works with CPAs? And so we focused on um, first middle America and middle class. And then when we did our research, we realized no one self-identifies as that. Mm -hmm. No one says, oh yeah, I'm middle class. What we found was that there was ambition. So we've got teachers police officers hairstylists who have multiple jobs which is a unique tax situation in and of itself and we just that really spoke to us and it gave us a reason for being so besides just having all the technical components um, worked out and being able to process the tax filing well, we cover all those things but we're on the mission to make sure you get as much out of your refund as you can, especially our target audiences who are already like some of our customers. It's the biggest check they get all year.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So that refund check, they're not using it to go to Disney. I mean, some of them are
0: not anymore. They're
1: they're doing, um, you know, they're getting their car repaired. Mm -hmm. They're doing, you know, they're buying the refrigerator. And so, for us to help them get $300 more or even $50 more, it's a big deal.
0: Yeah. How do you guys do that? How How do you, um, you know, when you're working online, how are you able to maximize the return for people?
1: Yeah. So what we did this year, so we um, have a campaign called Surprisingly Legal um, because tax and especially state tax laws, there are a lot of really obscure tax deductions that most people don't know about. So what we did was based on how your um, filing is going, we're looking for those things to help you and we're making it um, very obvious like, hey, you could probably tax, take advantage of this childcare deduction or head of household. Um, and here's why, And it's in plain English, it's not in taxi language. Um, So we've got content that will help you in the process. And then afterwards, we have what we call a tax plan. So it's the things you can do throughout the year. And they take five, 10 minutes. But the things you can do throughout the year to help you get even more the next year. Like what? So I mentioned a lot of our customers with side gigs, like entrepreneurs, like yourself. Um, The way you set that up, you could easily set up an LLC. And then your home office is deductible. That piece of equipment you bought, my brother is um, in the restaurant business and so he was laid off really quickly um, when all of this started happening and he bought a power washer and started power washing people's patios. And I said, look, I'll help you get set up with an LLC on LegalZoom and you know you can deduct that power washer it's equipment as part of your business. Um, and so all the mileage and so all these things really add up and make a difference. Um, oh, goodness, that's Hank.
0: Is that um, your son? He's like, hey, mom. <laughs> <laughs> You're on TV, Hank. <laughs> right. Yep. That's, isn't that what everybody does on TV? They're like, hey, mom, they wave into the camera. You just yeah, happen to be there
1: every time he goes by on every zoom call.
0: That's funny. I love it. I love the, the yeah. appearance. Um, <laughs> that's so cool. Where did the idea get come to work with feeding America and 10 million, 10 million meals is a lot.
1: Yeah, no, we were trying, we were looking for something that everyone. So who is our parent company, we wanted everyone to be able to get involved Obviously, contact was a problem, so it wasn't going to be um, something where there were any gatherings. And again, like restaurants, um, that's, that's right in the heart of our target audience. Those are our customers. Uh, so we just, we thought it was a good fit for us and to be able to donate right now. And we, uh, we feel fortunate that we're in an industry that's, you know, people still have to file their taxes But I think it speaks really well to the executive team. Like we're all behind it. Um, We didn't have to do it. We want to, and we feel amazing about it. And we're trying to get the word out because it's, our customers don't pay anything. This is fully funded uh, by Tax Act. Um, And so it's, it's been a really great partnership. We're super excited about it.
0: It's amazing. I wonder, I have two gentlemen on the show who have not done their taxes yet. Stephen, oh. Jeff, do you guys have any questions for Michelle?
4: If if we haven't been tracking like our mileage and that kind of stuff for work and everything, is there a way to calculate that to still use it for a tax deduction?
1: Yeah, there are ways you can estimate it. And we actually have a team of a huge tax development team that can guide you through that. So our tax dev, uh, which Maria is going to meet them, I uh, think, uh, later on this week. So they help guide you through that to make sure that you don't get into any IRS trouble. But yeah, absolutely. You can go back because no one's logging their miles anymore. I know. Um, and if you don't use the app, but you can make estimates on how many miles you got, you can still do that.
0: So tedious. And also, if you don't file your taxes this year, you can't get the stimulus money, right?
1: It's if you didn't file last
0: year. Okay. Okay. Did you file so last year? If you, yeah.
1: Okay. If you didn't file it, and that's really because of the direct deposit. And, you know, so they, they're they going to use the information that they collected with last year's taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually have some content and we have a couple videos explaining what to do to make sure you do get that STEM check. Cause that's been a hot topic lately.
4: Totally. And Jeff, then, any qu- Oh, Stephen, go ahead. I have another one. Um, yeah. I'm curious about, uh, how IRA accounts affect your taxes with regards to, I mean, this is more specifically for me, so maybe I should keep it to off air, but like if I'm waiting, if I'm waiting for something back from the IRS right now in terms of how I should file my taxes this year, should I wait to file my taxes or do I have to file them and then they'll mail me back and then I might have to adjust later on?
1: Um, I think what you're asking is about you, because you can invest into your retirement and use that as a deduction on this current year's taxes. So yeah, that would be, and I would definitely have, there's different amounts depending on if you're married, if you're single. So there's some uh, nuances there, but we're happy to help you with that. That's what we're here for. And we're, we'll help you set it up again, to just make sure you get the most out of it. And a lot of people don't know, like, these just very little quick things you can do that will make a big difference on your refund. But no, you don't have to wait. Um, So, yeah, definitely um, you can file your taxes, ask questions, and we're here to help.
0: I love it. Jeff, last question.
2: Yeah, if I could hop in. I'm married, and pretty much everywhere I'm reading, it's best to file as a married couple, but we're in sort of a strange circumstance where we have pretty different incomes, and I feel like we would jump a bracket if we combined, whereas we would be in a different bracket if we filed separately. Have you ever seen cases where it's better for married couples to each file single and not jointly?
1: Yeah, and so at top level, we've got a couple different calculators that'll help you do some scenarios. Um, and a lot of it is, you know, there's also some questions about how long, like if you're divorced, um, like I got divorced last year, so I had all kinds of weird tax questions about how to file. Um, but yeah, you need to work up the different scenarios. Um, use the calculators, there's a lot of, we've got a lot of free um, online calculators that you can use with the different scenarios to see what's gonna get to the maximum. Cool. Um, that standard deduction that changed, um, with the regulation change, uh, certainly did affect the, um, the status. So definitely look into that.
2: Great. Thank you. Sure.
0: I love it. So, so to remind everybody about the program, Michelle, I'll let, I'll let you say it, but I said it already at the top of the show, but tell everybody exactly again, what they have to do to help reach this goal of 10 million meals.
1: Yeah, if you file online before April 15th, we donate a dollar to Feeding America, which is the equivalent of 10 meals. So that just happens automatically. You don't need to do anything other than file your taxes, which you have to do anyway.
0: By April 15th.
1: Yes, we might extend that because of the extension deadline through July 15th and April 15th is coming up fast.
0: I'm looking at my account, I'm like, that's two days from now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we need to talk to Feeding America. We put this together before the extension deadline changed. So uh, yeah, we'll probably be extending it. But Uh, as it stands at this moment, it's uh, before 415.
0: Okay, wonderful. If it ends up changing, you'll let me know and I'll let everybody know. But for right now, if you guys haven't done your taxes and, um, and you want to give back, this is a great way to knock it off the plate. Eat yes. the frog, as as my friends say, you gotta eat the frog. That's a yep. <laughs> you know, you've heard that saying, right?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, just get it done, do your taxes, taxact.com, and then they'll donate um 10 meals per tax return to Feeding America. So um, Michelle, thank you yeah. so much for jumping on and um You're welcome. And uh we'll talk soon.
1: Okay, thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Have a great Bye. day. All right, guys. Now you know what to do with your taxes and you know that you can help people. I hope that makes you feel a lot better about doing
4: your taxes. I mean, I definitely have to do them. I need right? to get that done.
0: Yeah, get it done well, I'm just so reading you can donate. To, um,
2: in March of 2018, business insider named TaxAct, the best software for independent contractors. And you know, for all of your creatives who are listening, who might be gig economists or freelancers, it sounds like this really actually is the software to go with.
0: So Absolutely. Well, I also just love companies that think like they do right and that's why i was um i was really excited to to have michelle on i love companies that in this moment think how can we be helpful and um and it's coming straight out of their pocket it's not coming out of yours when you do this so i think that's great anyway um fun fun chats today
4: great show i think it's pretty it's cool, cool to have I just, I sometimes wonder though, Maria, are you prejudiced against dogs that aren't poodles?
0: No, I have a shepherd.
4: You have a shepherd. I but have like, a huge fly in I the nev- studio. I never sounds, hear you like talking about beagles. beagles. I never hear you talking we about like, beagles. I never hear you talking about like golden retrievers. I love or Labradors. golden retrievers. Uh,
0: Labradors are not my favorite. <gasps> They're a little too much for me. That tail is like a weapon. Um, <laughs> but, but currently we have a fly in the studio. I don't know if you guys saw me during the interview with Sophia you know, shooing it away wants to be my friend. It is the size of a horse, no lie. Maria,
4: some of my favorite moments in life are with flies. Okay,
0: have you? Do you remember? <laughs> I Steph was here. We d- we did an interview, and there was a fly, and I I went to whack it, and I whacked her. <laughs> it was so bad. Um Yeah, this thing is monstrous. No, I love all animals, but poodles and bijons and Shepherds. Oh my.
4: I wonder if you register your animals, that would have been a question, I wonder if you register your animals as support pets if they're tax deductible.
0: Shit! That was a great question, actually. Because Winnie is a support poodle.
4: Right? Can, I'll email her. We have. I think email. that's an we interesting one that tomorrow. the fans would probably want to know, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's find out. Yeah, I'll have an answer tomorrow.
4: All that dog food gets expensive. Oh my God, if you God. could write the dog food off or like max is security the training. No,
0: no no max is security so that definitely gets written off i'm sure interesting he is security he's good at his job oh my god he's amazing i know he job. scared
4: the shit out of me this morning i
0: know i accidentally forgot you were out
4: here and i don't know how like it was weird because <laughs> i didn't realize that <laughs> willie had come in so willie had ran in without me knowing yeah and then i just like turn to my right and see max just barking at me and then he bites my leg and i'm like he max. bit your leg yeah he got oh, got got good. a nice little bit of bit of pants there okay and i'm like max and jeff's right i was he was like huh and he looked at me and then he started barking again so i just shut the door on him but then willie like ran out right before him. i'm like where did you come from i know they're the dynamic duo they
0: love each other they do they're, they play all day long oh. um anyhow on all of that note Our ending on that note. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Of course, we are here Monday through Thursday, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, It's our our sanity hour for all of us to be together because we're better together, like Sophia said. Uh, If you would do us a kindness and rate, comment, subscribe, share this episode with a friend who uh, it might resonate with. Share it on social media. We're so grateful for any support you can lend us at this time. Um, And... That is it. If you want to follow us, you can follow us at Maria Menunos, at Sophia Amoruso at tax act. I believe it is right. Uh, Jeff
2: double checking now, but I believe that's right as well.
0: And then at Steven Lemieux photo at, uh, Jeff crane, Graham, or is it Jeffrey? Jeffrey crane Graham, and it is at tax act. Yeah. Um, and remember, be nice people, make good choices, do your taxes, donate to feeding America
3: and be present.